0: First, people, I have never interviewed my husband before, but since it's Valentine's Day, I thought, what better time to delve into the ups and downs of relationships? Today, we're discussing marriage, raising kids, changing careers, and so much more with my best friend and partner of 17 years, Oren. Listen in as we share our perspectives and our insights into what it takes for us to keep our friendship and relationship fun committed, and a priority for both of us. Let's tell the people how we met, because it is, I think, it's a great story, but I actually want to hear you tell it, because I have my script of how I tell it. How Mm -hmm. did we meet? Tell us.
1: How did we meet? Well, I was traveling in South America with uh, two friends of mine. And it's been, I think, about the two or three month mark when we exhausted all of our traveling, went up the mountain and down the mountain, <laughs> stepped to the bottom of the mountain, and all of that was kind of feeling like enough. Uh, you know, we've been to Brazil and Chile and, and Peru. Uh, at that point, not Peru, not yet Peru, but uh, we went all around South America, and we got to a little resort town called Bariloche.
0: Bariloche,
1: Bariloche. Yeah. Exactly. South of Argentina. And it's a really small, quintile town where people come to to do their, to have their vacation.
0: Yeah. Chocolate and
1: wine. Chocolate, wine and steaks.
0: And steaks, yes. Come steaks.
1: And um, so there's a small town. Picture the scene. And there's a little bar in the middle of that town. Um, I think it was one and a half bars in the whole place. And then we decided to come in to, to go to this one bar in town because what else do you do there? Yeah. And we went into, I went into this bar with my friends in that one evening and we had a nice drink and there was a lot of music. And I don't think I saw you that first night. Yeah, um, I saw him
0: though the first night. Yes. I'm I not, clocked uh, him. I was like, mm, I yeah. can see
1: you. I may have seen you, but I'm not, I don't even remember. You know, I don't remember much from that night actually. <laughs> and then the following night we again ended up in the same place. And as I came in, I was greeted by this beautiful woman who came Who just locked eyes with me and we said hi to each other. Basically, well, I didn't say hi to you, you said hi to me. And I was like, huh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? Who are you? Did I meet you before?
0: Yeah, what are you doing here?
1: Yeah. And then you told me your name is Liat and you had an accent. Obviously, it sounded like Liat is an Israeli name. And And you were Israeli. I'm Israeli. Yeah. And but your accent sounded not Israeli, (laughs) for sure. So I was like who is this person? What, what are they about?
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I'm pretty sure you told me your story. And I, was I did. Like, yeah. I did.
0: I reeled him in. I reeled him in. I said, my name was Liad. I knew he was Israeli. And I reeled him in. And then I threw in a little bit of Hebrew, just to like throw him totally out there, confusion. He was like, I don't get it. You're speaking in English, but yet you speak Hebrew. Anyway, the story, that's a very polite way of telling it. My version is, that i was traveling with my girlfriends similar story we had been down south trekking in the lightest possible version of trekking and we got to this town where there were going to be boys and we went to this bar and my girlfriends and i had a bet who could meet a boy first that night and when i say meet i mean kids just saying I'm, i'm just bearing it all anyway long story short he came along i'd seen him the night before I said hello, reeled him in, told him about the bet. I was up front, right? I Mm -hmm. did tell you about it. Anyway, I won the bet and we've been together ever since. So it was supposed to be just a little one night kiss fun. But mm-hmm. no, it's been 17 years on 17 fire. Years you so far.
1: never know what will happen when you walk into a bar.
0: You never know what will happen when you walk into no. a bar. That's it. So that's the story of how we met. We then traveled together. We moved to Israel. Well, I moved to Israel with him for a while. Then we moved to, we got married. We then moved to England, to London for four years, had two babies. Then we moved to Canada. So we've moved around the world. We have... Being around the world and I I can't find my baby, but I found my baby. There we go. We've been together a long time, but we've had to make a lot of compromises and we've had to make a lot of changes Mm -hmm. and decisions that weren't necessarily our absolute ultimate decision to make. So I wanted to ask you, what's the biggest compromise you've made in our relationship?
1: I would say that... uh... One of the things that I cherished most most about our relationship is the fact that you were my best friend, and throughout all these years, you listened to my problems when I had them, and I, you know I would bring them to you, and you would give me a good advice, and a tap on the shoulder, and you know keep going, which was important to me. And I would say, after having kids and moving to Canada, and uh, you know and immigrating, there was a, a period of time where things have become more challenging. Right? Mm. Like it's, it's not maybe not as easy to listen to my problems when you have your own problems. And us as a couple have our own uh, challenges in life, career and and the move and everything, and making new friends and understanding where we are. And then obviously with kids, we had three children. I think it was two children at that point, uh, specifically when both of us kind of like were in our own space and we're facing a lot of challenges. And me coming to you with my problems and you trying to solve it for me became more of a challenge for you. Mm -hmm. And I would say that, as a person who that is important to, have to be listened to, Yay. there was a moment in time where, um, you know, that just couldn't happen. And I had to come to terms with the fact that, you know, I wasn't at the top of the priority list anymore. Mm. And that was not easy for me to come to terms with. And it took me a while. But I would say that's a compromise that, in hindsight, was a good thing for me because it almost it let me deal with my own challenges at the time. Mm. And that's how, you know, how that's how... We grow as people and and definitely what happened to me, I think our relationship is that we became more, a little bit more, um, well, I became a little bit more self-reliant.
0: Wow. That's a good answer. Thank you. I couldn't have even told you to say that better. That was really good. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think about that, but that's a really good point. Yes. Mm. And it actually rolls into the next question, which is all about hard times because we 've been together for seventeen years, and I remember I was traveling with two best friends when we met and Talia said when we met she okay. told her parents when she saw her parents a few weeks later after we had met that you couldn 't even put dental floss between us like you couldn 't floss between us because we were so Tight and joined at the hip.
1: That is probably a good good explanation. explanation. Yeah, Yeah.
0: we've always been super close, super tight, just like loving being together. But he's right in that the sense that when we moved to Canada, we had two young babies. Life was challenging and really hard. I wasn't able to be there for him as much as I had in previous years. Mm -hmm. And when you have young children, you can't see the light because you're like in it. You're like dealing with stuff at work. You've right. just moved countries. You've got literally two young babies mm. and you sleep deprived and you're stressed and you don't know how life is going to work out, right? Yeah. In retrospect now, we can see like that it works out eventually. But the point is that he really had a hard time with that. And so did I, because I had the guilt of knowing that I couldn't really be there for you the way that you needed. But mm. you hit the nail on the head in the sense that I think we both needed that little bit of forced, I don't know if it's separation, but it's like a forced moment where you have to focus on yourself Mm -hmm. and it really kicked you into gear Mm -hmm. and it like made you find other sources of help and attention, not in the wrong way, in the right way. Right. Sure. And, and then we were able to like kind of come back together each like knowing ourselves a little better. I think that's a really good answer. i'm so proud of you (laughs) i'm so proud of you and so proud of us okay so what i was going to say is especially thinking about that time Mm -hmm. good lordy lordy lord two babies you were unhappy in your job i was unhappy in my job Mm -hmm. we lived in a new country it wasn't that we weren't happy with where we were living but like life was stressful financially we were strained Oh, there was a hideous, hideous time, a really hard time and a really heavy, heavy time. So with COVID going on right now, Mm -hmm. there are people out there that are with young babies, not sleeping enough, maybe in jobs that they don't like, maybe in financial strain, Mm -hmm. they don't have support around them for some reason. What would you say... Now, having gone through it ourselves, but not even with COVID going on, what mm-hmm. would you say to people that are dealing with hard times in their relationship right now?
1: It's always a challenge because your relationships are there, right? They, they're they around you, in the home, they're in your thoughts. You know, it's a, such a big part of your life. It's not easy to say, hey, here's a quick, there's no easy quick and no, quick solution. No, quick fix. Yeah. No. So you, you have to go through it and, and you have to you know, relationship, it's almost like having a job, right? You have good days, you have bad days, <laughs> and you gotta get through it. You gotta get through the emotions. You can't get the bad times cast a shadow over the good times. So I would say what works for me is just to take a moment to think when things are bad and, you, and the feelings are, you know, emotions are high.
0: Yeah.
1: Try and Get out of the moment and think about the times where things were really, really good and try and imagine mm. and visit that as the, your, as your, kind of your past being your future, almost that yeah. you're coming like we can back, go to, back to it. Going back to it, but almost like the next iteration. So it's not really going back, but it's almost like getting back to that feeling, mm. but obviously moving forward. It's not, it's not about not a backward movement. It's a forward movement, but with a good emotion. So I guess the, the main point is to really focus on what the good things about this partnership, right? It really is a partnership and especially for partnerships that have sustained so long, there must, have, there must be good things about the partnership that you can focus on and think about it and emphasize to mm. yourself to get through the bad, the hard times. I will say though, and this is completely open and Go honest for it. and you <laughs> need, need to be a good judge of is this something that we can deal with Personally, as a couple, like, do we have the tools to deal with this ourselves? Yes. Or, or... Are, are we, uh, do we need to seek uh, external uh, professional advice? Amen. And I feel like uh, a lot of people, including myself, you know, no one wants to put their kind of dirty laundry out outside or put their emotions outside in front of other people. But at those times, you really have to think about what you really care about, where your priorities are yeah. and, you know, what you get, what you care uh, most about, and in and in those instances, right, if you prioritize your relationship over what people would think about you, about you yeah. then obviously you would seek that advice and get out of your comfort zone and put yourself out there. And that's, I feel like that's something that, um, that helped me personally. First with friends, but then if we need external advice, then it's something that. Uh, oh yeah,
0: We both got external advice yeah. and help. We're just putting it out there. We we did it separately, though. I think that's what you're trying to say. I
1: think we tried. We tried we did together, both. Yes. And, and then and then we did a bit apart. So yeah, you have to you have to go. I guess that the the important thing is, aside from thinking about yourself in a in a good light, and about you know the, the good things about the partnership. Is about taking action of some sort and not staying, but staying in the moment,
0: stagnating in it. Yes. Yeah. So I'll I'll just be like really authentic here. I think this is what you're trying to say, and you don't mind me sharing it. So I'm going to say, when we were sort of early days living in Israel before children, I don't remember why, but we went to see a therapist together. Mm-hmm. It was just one or two sessions, I think. I don't know, I don't know
1: was, how many, but
0: to few. I don't know if it was the decision to move to England or what the story was, but there was something that drove us to do that. And I think we actually really enjoyed it mm. because I think we both really believe in the concept of getting help when help is needed. Mm-hmm. And so we both came to it really openly. And then we went back, but separately each to the same person, but separately mm-hmm. at that time where I was told you that I told you about the most challenging time I would say in our relationship, which is when we had just moved to Canada We were about a year or two in 2014, something like that. And each of us were just sort of in our own heads and spaces and babies and everything. And you were really unhappy in whatever, some stuff that was going on outside of our partnership, our marriage. But you needed some assistance and guidance. And I just wasn't as willing and able to give it to you because I was focused on the children and other things. And so we each went to see the same therapist separately. And I remember, Mm -hmm. I remember like I set up the appointment for you because you were keen to go Mm -hmm. and you went and here's the controlling wife, right? I was like, you're going for two hours and she's got to do this, this and this and this and she's got to like, you know, you've got to come back with like a toolkit of how you're going to deal with your things and you come back and you tell me, she taught you how to meditate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember (laughs) For two hours (laughs) and I was
0: like, what? What do you mean? A, we just paid a bucket load for that Mm -hmm. and B, what do you mean, meditate? Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, it was the beginning of a beautiful thing for you. Mm-hmm. In yeah. retrospect, it was it was literally the turning point for you because then you started meditating when you went early in the morning to the gym.
1: Yeah, there was a whole there was a whole kind of lifestyle change there. I think, uh, and this is I guess this is the one of the main points is that you know we grow from pain, and unfortunately, the best mechanism for growth is pain. I find on, on myself and in those times where. You know, things were really, really difficult. I had to take a good look at myself and how I was managing my day, and my time, and my thoughts. Mm. And meditating was a big part of it. But mm. also, I was starting to exercise more regularly, and the impact that it had on yes. my on my um, mood and my and my energy, and and you know how I show up in our relationship. You know, it's kind of all every. It's you know, there's one thing. There's another concept that kind of really aligns well with this: is that everything affects everything.
0: Mm, the compound. Effect.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah.
0: Ripple effect. Everything affects everything.
1: So, yeah. So I find that uh, I took one step at a time and, you know, I took action and then it made me want to take more results and it made me take another action on top of that. And it really helped me, pushed me to cultivate. And I think the the emphasis here is that it pushed me Mm. because that's what pain does. It's some sort of pushing mechanism Mm -hmm. to help you change something in your life. So he pushed me to become the next version of myself, which was mm. someone who was taking more control of his life. Again, going to the gym, meditating, clearing my mind as a thing; as a day-to-day activity, and, and eating better. And- you started journaling.
0: You were eating better. It oh, was yeah. like it was a, a massive transformation. Mm. And then I would say that there was a second iteration of that. Mm-hmm. We you didn't go back to the therapist, neither did I at that point. But it was when we went on our first trip. Alone. Mm-hmm. After having the three children. Correct. We went to the Dominican. So she was born in 2016. It must have been in 2016. No, okay. oh, October. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Our very first uh, holiday on our, our own. Our very first it, holiday children. on our
0: own. Exactly. Correct. And I remember going on that holiday. But you also being again at a bit of a low point. Yeah. Wanting a change in your career. Mm-hmm. Not knowing how to make that change. Feeling like something was missing. And your transformation over the years has been absolutely remarkable. My
1: my biggest fan right here.
0: My biggest fan right here. I am. I am his biggest fan. But I was hard on you, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I knew your potential. Yeah, and got really upset. Yes, Yes. that's what used to really frustrate me because I totally knew his potential Mm -hmm. from when I met him. Like, we were 23 years old.
1: And I would come to you with my, you know, with a challenge that I'm having, with some some thoughts, and you were like, you got to deal with it. I was like, like, should I "I
0: bring out your violence? Like, bring out your violence. Why are
1: you, like, I'm coming to you for, for, you know, compassion, and you're kind of throwing the door in my face or kind of saying, hey, you know, you get on top of things. I was I got really upset with you at the Mm -hmm. time. Hmm. but in hindsight obviously you were doing the right thing because you were not enabling that kind of victimized mentality mindset that I had pushing me towards the baby self right the baby self exactly and say you know you you gotta deal with this you're an adult this is like serious stuff and the answer is within you anyway so just go and find it and that was the right advice actually I still do it you still do You it. come
0: to me with your stuff and I give mm-hmm. you this look like, are you <laughs> seriously saying that right now? We all have our moments though, right? I do it too. You yeah. like have to voice something that sounds ridiculous, but you just have to get it out. Mm-hmm. The point is this, that yeah. one thing I will say about you is that when someone makes a suggestion to do something to better yourself. Mm. And when I say someone, I mean me, when I give (laughs) you a suggestion to better yourself, you actually listen and you try it. Yeah, There haven't been many times where you've actually not taken my advice or someone else's advice as well. You really put yourself into it and you have amazing willpower. So, for example, with his eating, he wanted to, like, improve his eating. So he just, like, did it. Mm -hmm. I would tell him, make suggestions. He would read up, research, whatever. Started taking vitamins. Off he goes. Started working out. He never worked out until recently, the last few years. Never used to work out. Then he was like, I'm just going to work out every day. No problem. And I'm like, where do you get that willpower? That's incredible. It's
1: like a, it's, it's almost like a switch, right? When you, you mm. when you think about, when you agree within yourself that it's it's something that's good for you and yeah. it will cause you more pleasure or less pain. It's almost like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the switch is flipped and. Yes. Just go with
0: it. And I remember in our on our holiday in Dominican when you were like having a low moment. The lowest moment. I know exactly where we yeah. were even walking.
1: I remember that too.
0: Yes. And I said <laughs> to you, you need to get yourself some new best friends. Tony. Tony
1: Robbins. Gary. Yeah.
0: I just named them by their first names. I was like, you've got to go find these mentors online. Gary V and mm-hmm. Tony Robbins and anyone that you really connect with and feel a vibe with and get yourself a coach, which you did. Mm-hmm. You started working with Mike. Mm-hmm. And I've been coaching him for many years, and I say that he is my biggest accomplishment when it comes to coaching.
1: I totally agree with
0: you. Like <laughs> honestly, guys, you would not believe you wouldn't believe the difference in mm-hmm. the person. That is what this growth mindset did for him. He had a fixed mindset until basically we met and you spread your wings and you went overseas and you saw what the world could offer you at twenty-three. Right. And you made a decision actively to have a growth mindset and work on yourself and grow and you consistently do. So we'll leave that for another episode because his transformation over the years is something that really needs to be documented and shared because it's really, really remarkable. And where you're at now in comparison to where you thought you would be going on that track where you were yeah. is like worlds apart. It's,
1: it's definitely a few iterations of me forward. Right? Right? Like I was in a very, very dif- different place when we met personally, professionally, um, mindset. I would say my mindset was not one of growth. Yeah. Like I, I had the the seeds were there, mm. but they were not well planted. Let's call and,
0: it. And and they hadn't been watered enough. Maybe. Yeah, so we, we threw some that. water on that. On yeah. that analogy, I love yeah. that. What do you think the our relationship has been?
1: Well, it goes back to what made us go through the hard times and persevere, because we had hard times, and you, know, you can't avoid it. it. It will come, and some of those times were really, really hard. It's challenging to the point where you think you start questioning things, mm. right? So I would say, and I can only talk from my perspective, like how I dealt with kind of my thoughts and uh, it goes back to what I said earlier, which is you really got to think about what brought you guys together, right? No, what but what's the,
0: what's the key, even in the good times, what do you think is like our, our best
1: bit? We put each other first. Right? Like oh, that's great! Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean it's true. It's true. There's, there's a lot of compromise and compromise is part of being in, in, a, in any relationship, really. I think that we do a good job at um, at thinking about each other's needs and prioritizing those, uh, not all the time, but... Uh, you but know, in as the much times as, where
0: it counts.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Like last night, I'll give you an example. That's a really good answer, by the way. I wasn't expecting that answer yeah. and it's really good. Last night, I was absolutely finished exhausted like yesterday just beat me down nothing particular and I'm lying on the bed we still have to put the children to bed and I'm like completely deflated (laughs) it comes out the washroom
1: oh this is gonna make me sound like husband of the year <laughs> my husband of the year, in my eyes.
0: And so he comes out the washroom. He's busy like getting everything ready, about to go and help put the children to bed. And he sees me in the state on the bed. Oh, yeah. He doesn't even say a word. He comes, he sits down on the floor next to the bed because mm. I was actually sitting and my, my legs were like down on the floor. He comes, he sits down on the floor. He takes my little feet, <laughs> starts to massage my feet and my legs. I didn't say a word. I didn't ask for a thing. He just knew in that moment that I needed some TLC. Right. Thanks, my love.
1: And for the record, um, it's not something that happens that regularly. No. I just want to make sure that no, people it understand. Like, it
0: doesn't. You know. But you just knew that I needed something in that moment. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you're saying put the other person first. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Like It's so natural, though, for us, at least from my perspective. It's like I always put you first in my mind. It's something that we did, I think, from the beginning. And so mm-hmm. it's very natural. I would say, if you asked me that about us, mm-hmm. I would say that the key to our relationship is that we always were and still are best friends. We really are good friends. Oh, yeah. Hey? Mm-hmm. Like from the beginning, I remember we laughed together. We had fun together. We used to make, we've made up our own language that now our children speak and our yeah. friends know.
1: Our basis was, was one friends. friendship, friendships yeah and, um, I think we really enjoy each other's humor.
0: We really do. Yeah. It's like the key. Like when he makes me laugh, there's nothing better. You're hilariously funny. (laughs) (laughs) You are. Um, Here's another question. We both are from different cultures. Okay. Yes, I was born in Israel, but I grew up in South Africa and my family is South African. And... It's like a very different culture to an Israeli culture and specifically his family. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are some similarities, but a lot of differences. And we met overseas and like we came from different worlds completely. What would you say was hard to get used to for you about the differences in our culture? Like I'm thinking back to, for example, like all the guy friends that I used to have that was so normal for me in South Africa, mm. or how my family was together when they were together.
1: Yeah, I would say hmm, that's a good question.
0: Cultural differences. Was there anything that you would say was like a...
1: I would say that the South African culture specifically is very warm, accepting and loving. Mm. And so I wouldn't say there were a lot of difficulties in getting used to that because I saw so much more positive than anything else in the South African culture, in your culture, where where you're from. I would say that as an Israeli where, you know, Israelis are very kind of straight to the point, kind of harsh with one another, uh, a lot more harsher than South Africans. I had to kind of uh, start being more kind of mellow and attuned to
0: Mm.
1: how people are carrying themselves in conversations and how they present themselves. And there's a lot more social. Mm. What's the word for that? uh,
0: Etiquette.
1: It was a, exactly, there's a lot more etiquette to yes. South African culture yes. to, I would say, European cultures in general, mm. over over Middle Eastern culture. Mm. That was definitely something I had to get used to. And at first I remember thinking to myself, are you guys for real? Like, yeah. <laughs> are you are you all pretending? Is it possible for a group to be so nice to one another? So, you know, it's a positive thing, but it obviously I had to kind of get used to that and work within that kind of context mm. when I speak to people. It took me about 10 years yeah, <laughs> to, to really get used to that and, you know, you know going through the living in, in the UK and, and Canada definitely improve that because there are a lot of similarities between the cultures. So I would say that's something that's not not necessarily a massive challenge, but definitely something I had to get used to. Yeah.
0: And now you work with a lot of South Africans.
1: I definitely do. I actually choose to work with South Africans these days.
0: I will tell you that one of my biggest accomplishments of our relationship is teaching you certain words and songs Mm -hmm. in Afrikaans or in some of the African languages. Mm -hmm. I won't make you do it now.
1: I was just thinking that. But I'm just saying...
0: <laughs> he can sing of it every single word. I can do that, <laughs> and he speaks a lot of Afrikaans. Believe it or not, so it's hilarious. This is why, again, why we laugh with each other, right? He he doesn't want to do it, but he would. He would if I really forced Once him. Once
1: the cameras are off, <laughs>
0: I'll I'll film it and I'll put it on Insta Stories, but he doesn't know. Okay, would you say marriage is hard?
1: I would say there's definitely um, moments of hardships. There's not necessarily moments that it could span from a moment; it could be like weeks and months <laughs> a as moment well. It
0: could be a very long time. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I would say it is hard. But I think my perspective is that the alternative is a lot harder. Anything good in life, there's going to be challenges, and you got to push through. So I know, like, I may not say things that may say, may say things that are pretty obvious, but mm. it is hard, and it's a lot of hard work. But the reward should. And I'm happy to say, in our case, it does
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> outweigh the hardship. Again, it's like a, getting a job, right? right. Like yeah. uh, you got to work through these hard times and, and, the, and use those to, to become better. So,
0: yeah, um, we haven't even raised the topic of raising children. No, we haven't. Now that
1: that was a challenge. is hard.
0: Is challenge. <laughs> yeah. The best. This is the weird thing about having kids. It's the best, most rewarding, most beautiful, most amazing experience, mm-hmm. but by far the hardest.
1: I remember uh, hearing, far. yeah, for sure. I remember hearing friends and, and other parents, uh, my my own parents included, saying how hard it is to raise children. Is thinking in my kind of immature state yeah. that it's no big deal. Like, what's the big deal? You know, like I'll grow into it and it'll be fine. And I must say that it has happened, it is happening, but it's, it's there's the challenges around it are just uh, sometimes they. They could be very overwhelming. I feel like... Especially
0: now. Yes. I feel like I was not told. And this is not to blame anyone. I'm just saying maybe it's society in general. These days, moms show up, dads show up, people show up raw and authentic on social media saying how hard parenting is. How, you know, the mundaneness of every day and like the challenges of raising kids. But back then, like when I was growing up, I never got the sense from any parents or anybody around us that raising kids was difficult. So I went into being a mom thinking. Let's figure it out. It's going to be amazing. Okay, you won't sleep a little bit and you'll, you know, you'll read a book or two and you'll just figure it out.
1: And I think that's the right mindset because um, <laughs> yeah. if you don't think like that, yeah. you may not ever have
0: to care. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, it is 100% the most rewarding, most beautiful sure. experience. And we still even kind of joke with each other, should we have another one?
1: <laughs> that is funny.
0: And then you always put me back in my <laughs> place because you're like, seriously, that's ridiculous. Um, I mean, it,
1: it happened uh, the other way around.
0: Yeah, right. it does. I would
1: come in and you say like.
0: That. It does sometimes. We were like, should we? Shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Knowing that we're not, but you can't help but see how cute they are, especially when they're babies, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, how amazing! But then they quickly remind you, quickly remind you that they're not just uh, rainbows and butterflies. No. Those little cutes. Those little cuties. Anyway, on that note, I can't wait for school next week on Tuesday. I just, I literally cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Like, What are we going to do on Tuesday? We're going to drop them at school. Mm-hmm. We're going to come home to our home offices. We're just going to go over to work or we're going to have a party?
1: I think we're going to have a very, very short party. <laughs> <laughs> and then straight back to work.
0: <laughs> oh, I know what you mean when you say that. Okay, nice. All right. What is your favorite part about being in a long-term relationship. Hopefully
1: with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any other relationship.
0: Well, you had relationships. I I mean, I had relationships before you, but they were never like yours. Yeah. They were months. Yeah. You had some like long-term relationships yeah. before me.
1: Yeah, I'm a, a long haul kind of guy. I would say uh, my favorite part is being, knowing that there's someone there at the end of the day, when especially on those days where you feel like, the world is kind of coming down on you and, you know, things are not, someone really upset you at work or something didn't happen with any well, bedtime
0: was just annoying Bedtime AM, was annoying, just exactly. So yeah.
1: just knowing that there's someone there at the end of the day that you can share your challenges with and your successes with, sort of like a long-term best friend relationship mm. sort of thing. And to me, that's the most rewarding thing that I can think of.
0: You are very, very cute.
1: I yeah. just yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um,
1: I'm also very, very much an introvert. So yeah, he is. He
0: is an introvert, but this, he's this, learned to be an introvert, extrovert. He's learned to put himself out there because this is definitely, I forced him.
1: And this is definitely putting myself out there.
0: Yeah, uh, that's true.
1: All the introverts that are, that are listening can definitely know that feel that I'm feeling right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so I'm trying to think what's my favorite part about being in this long term relationship? Oh my gosh, how do I narrow it down to just one thing? I Okay, I know what it is. For me, it's that feeling of not having to explain myself because you know me so well. You know me so, so, so well. Like, even from the littlest things, like we really do finish each other's sentences. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll have the same joke in our mind and we'll say it out oh, yeah. loud and we'll laugh at each other. So, like, that knowing how each other's brains work even in those funny like light moments and then in the deep moments or the needed moments where like last night I was saying I was having a moment he just knew what to do for me in that moment and even if I didn't want it, I would have said no no thank you or whatever but that little foot massage was just so perfect because he t- I didn't even have to say a word to be he fair, just knew
1: to be fair, the visual cues were pretty Pretty, the uh, visual cues. Black, just was, it was not hard to understand that uh, you needed I
0: some. I needed some attention. CLC, yeah. CLC. I didn't realize that. There's our little cutie. But yeah, I would say just that like absolute quiet awareness of that other person, that understanding mm-hmm. of what they need and that they're there. It's like, that's a beautiful thing. And that comes with time, yeah. right? Like 17 years of knowing and moving three countries and having three babies. Sure. And I just like, life is so fun with you. Life is fun with you. We like the same things. I mean, obviously, we have different hobbies, passions, whatever. But like when we want to go to... We know we love eating out together. We miss that. We haven't been to a restaurant in a long time. Mm -hmm. We love music. We love laughing. Mm -hmm. We love watching a show together if it's a good show. And it's taken us a really long time to find a new good show. Mm -hmm. And so at night, even when we're tired, just hanging out together... Like I often joke that when you come into into the room to go to bed at night and I'm exhausted and you like either you want to talk or I want to talk. It's one of us wants to talk. Mm -hmm. The other one usually doesn't. We kind of (laughs) grunt at each other and be like, "Mm -mm, "Mm -mm." we just lie in bed, each watching our own thing, holding hands. And that's it. That's the entire day. It's a beautiful thing. We are very lucky, but I think we've worked very hard. On our relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't for think sure. it was just, oh, we, you know, we were lucky.
1: I think the foundation was there and it's very important, mm. right? Like we, we had a shared vision and interest in yeah. life, I would say. Yeah, you're right. And we just, we had to work for sure. There's always hard work.
0: Always hard work. Yeah. Okay, peeps, on that note, happy Valentine's Day. Oh. I'll just tell you a quick story to end off. One of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm going to tell?
1: Mm, no idea.
0: You once sent me flowers in Israel. I think it was our first Valentine's uh, Day together uh, in Israel. Yes. And he sent me flowers in Israel to my office. And they arrived to my office and I opened the card. And obviously told the person on the phone ordering the flowers to, to write in English. Happy Valentine's Day. And what did they write? I've still got the card. It says Happy Wellington's Day or Happy...
1: Uh, So I wrote, "You complete me." Happy (laughs) Valentine's, and they wrote, "You complete my."
0: You complete my.
1: Happy Wallen.
0: Yeah, Happy Wellingtons. Wellington.
1: Happy Wellingtons.
0: Hilarious. I still got that card, actually. "You complete my." Happy Wellingtons. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. Anyway, we don't really celebrate Valentine's Day, do we? Or are you doing something this weekend for me? Are you? you? Oh, interesting. You might have to now. We don't really do something big, but like we are big on just like when it's a birthday or Mother's Day or something, we really make each other known. We make it known to each other how we feel for each other. Mm-hmm. I think I told you right from the very beginning that a card is absolute essential oh, when yeah. it comes to birthdays. Yeah. Yes. I
1: learned that long ago. Yeah,
0: you yeah, learned that long ago. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This was so fun. I'm going to have to have you on again
1: sure. for the
0: show. we talk about Every your time. transformation, yes? Sure thing cuteness okay guys thank you so much have a good day and happy valentine's day happy valentine's day. Bye. thank you so much for listening to this episode of minx your morning if you enjoyed it and found it valuable i would love it if you could take a moment to write a short review rate this episode and also subscribe to the minx your morning podcast that way other passionate and driven people just like you will be able to find it And if you're interested in kickstarting your dream life, book a complimentary trial coaching call with me over at www.liathorovitz.com and come and hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle is at liathorovitz. Have a minxful day and see you next time.